Hello and welcome to the Hill and Valley. This is Nick Roby. Thanks for joining me. Uh, super excited to talk with y'all. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Enjoyed a great weekend of college football and super excited. So we get to talk about the Clemson South Carolina game. I know I ate a lot of turkey. I ate a lot of food, but got to watch a return to be into a defensive defensive battle on Saturday night. I, I knew some it'd be interesting to see how the offenses would both attack the defenses, but man, it turned into a good old fashioned like slug them out, drug them out, you know, you know, first one to score type of a game. And it just became very clear, you know, once <laughs> through the first few plays. So Clemson goes in and, and goes into Columbia and wins 16 to seven over the Gamecocks. And really it started from the gun from the gun because when Clemson won the toss and then they deferred, kicked South Carolina, they make one completion and then they throw the backwards pass that gets fumbled. And Khalil Barnes, the freshman who's been balling all year, is the only one to pick up the ball. Everyone else has stopped. He goes in for a touchdown. They review it and it, the ball, you know, it, the play stands and it's a touchdown. I mean, that's why you play through the whistle, that's why you do all that. And and then, you know, a next drive, like two plays later, he gets an interception. So within the first minute of the game, like 45 seconds, he has two turnovers. You know, Clemson's already weighing the turnover margin. And, you know, that that looks like a – and it was very close when it came to the fumble, but I think they got it right because it was about a half yard. Like when Rattler threw the ball, it was a half yard, you know, half above the yard line and then went – just slightly backwards. And I think it was the right call. And nobody else jumped on it. Um, Leggett that kind of spun around a little bit. And Barnes was very heads up and got got the ball. And, and Clemson scored and took advantage of. The crazier part to me was that that was the only touchdown scored in the game. I mean, that was crazy. And then the wherewithal, he got that really good interception. So Clemson takes advantage. Now, South Carolina then goes, you know, and, and obviously scores on that 80-yard drive. But that was really the only offensive drive they had. And so I think once you saw what kind of a battle it was going to be, it, it became clear what Clemson's strategy was. And it made sense is, is they played more conservative and did, went to their strength of this year, which is between Moffa and Shipley, run the ball, control the clock. It would have been nice offensively to see, you know, maybe the passing game go a little bit stronger and – you know, punch some of those in, but it was good to see them. That I felt like they, Clemson was really in control of the game for the most part, you know. And you know, the the funny part is we have Clemson had their first hundred yard passer in a few years. Uh, the past years was ninety nine each time, and then Cade goes a hundred right on the dot. So it's tough, though. I mean, back to back times, it just feels like the wide receiver room is just limping into this game. And so you, I mean, you have freshman Tyler Brown, Troy Salato, who I you think about those two guys being your top two receivers going into the year. If you were to say that those were your two receivers going into that game, I don't know if a lot of Clemson fans would feel great about the chances, you know, uh, just with the injuries and different stuff going on. And, but you know, those guys, those guys played Brown had that big reception, um, now, I would say the wide receiver room, there's definitely stuff to improve on. You know, there definitely was more drops than you would like. And Kay definitely got a little bit antsy back there still at times and threw the ball a little high. And so, but to me, those are, uh, what was about Saturday night to me 
and I think this is the right thing, is that Clemson was very clear. They just wanted to get the win and get it out of there, finish the season well, and then focus on the bowl week. You know, don't try anything crazy. Just get in there, get in with the win, and get on out. And I, there are things that, you know, obviously that you can work on. Like, did I think the offense was as crisp as it needs to be, you know, in the future? No, I think it definitely needs to be better. Can Cade play better? Absolutely. But has Cade improved throughout the year? I would say absolutely as well. Was that one of his better games? Definitely not. And I think he would tell you that too. But I think the thing that was really it was really big is that the turnover was not a catastrophic turnover. You were able to be in control. You punched the, the ball in. I think big, big one this was special teams. Special teams was massive in this game. Whites hits three field goals, two over 50. I mean, the crazy part is he had a, what was um you know over 50 it was a 50 like a 51 or 50 yarder a 49 yarder and a 42 yarder all would have been career highs for him coming into this game he was three for three he was only only a handful of quarter of running backs or running backs of kickers you know in Clemson history to have multiple like I think three kicks of over 40 yards and he has those kicks in the South Carolina game on the road I mean and he's a South Carolina from the state of South Carolina itself. I mean, you can't, it's the type of stuff like it's just, that's a really cool story and the redemption that he has. And um, he'll get to have that for the rest of his life, you know, and very impressive. And I thought, I thought offensive line, I thought did a good job. I would have liked to see some better blocking and and some things on the outside. And there's always things you're going to want to, you know, tool, but those are kind of, some of these types of things are are just, it's hard to work on some of these things, in the week to week to make like vast improvements, you know, and that's like goes into spring, spring ball, and then, you know, over the summer and then in, into fall camp, but especially in the springtime, like th- that's where a lot of these things will get better. And it's just hard, you know, and it turns out too, that they were struggling with the flu all last week, which of course it's this time of year, but I mean, it's not a great week to get that too. So a lot of guys out, some coaches were out apparently, so I just the wherewithal of this team, I think to finish the way they did through the month of November, like, I don't want to understate that. Like, I wouldn't say like from the beginning, this is like exactly like how some fans would have wanted this to go. But I think what also shows is that it's hard to win. And I think what I've been impressed with too, going forward is how this team has responded when they've put, when their backs have been up against the wall and how they've responded to, adversity and things you know they're not going their way and and not being great all the time and and seeing who are your leaders who is going to step up you know and i've loved seeing especially some of these young guys i've i love like terrell and barnes in the back end are you kidding me peter woods tj parker i mean this freshman class i keep talking about it but like this freshman class is fun like they're gonna be really good like avion terrell is good y'all i mean i know his brother was in here and, and AJ's in the in the NFL. That guy, that guy can play, you know? And where he's at, like where him and Barnes are at as freshmen against a pass, like a passer like Rattler and Leggett and those guys, like it, it's impressive. And I'm excited to see them take a next step because like Barnes looks like a multi-year starter back there. He's a he's a true freshman, you know. And if you don't remember, he actually had the pick six in the spring game. And that's kind of where he kind of burst on the scene a little bit 
Um, I know those games don't hundred like don't count in the stat book, but I mean, he's been balling since he's gotten on campus. And Terrell, once he's gotten in more into the rotation and gotten more comfortable, I mean, like these are good passing attacks. I mean, you've got Notre Dame, Sam Hartman, and you've got the Georgia Tech team who scored 23 points on Georgia. Um, and you've got North Carolina with Drake May, who's going to be probably the second quarter, at least the second quarterback taken in the draft, and Tez Walker and those guys. And then you got Spencer Rattler, a former five star, played at Oklahoma under Lincoln Riley, transfers here through 360 yards last year. I, I know like it offense is, is what, you know, shows numbers and, and that's a lot of times how we can measure games, but I don't, I don't want to undersell like what this defense is doing. I mean, it's super impressive, especially after last year, like the defense from last year at this time versus now like the passing attack, it's way different. They gave up 360 yards at home to South Carolina they only gave up 112 to Rattler. Now, Juice Wells was out, you know, he's been out for a long time, but still, I mean, there's I mean, there's young guys in the back, you know, back end. Like it's still you have some injuries and and whatnot. Like, I don't care who you are. Like, only giving up 112 yards is like that's tough. Like consistently. Like those guys have all had like arguably one of their worst games in this month, you know, against these Tigers. And so it's just very impressive what they've been doing and, and with Peter Woods and TJ Parker have been doing and getting pressure. And so the defense has just been, I mean, it's one of the better, one of the better defensive print, uh, games I've seen from a Clemson, especially against South Carolina that I've seen in a while. And when looking at the stats, uh, they only give up 12 first downs. South Carolina was only two of 13 on third down. I mean, that's, that's crazy. They only give 169 yards, 112 passing and interception. They only give up 57 rush yards and they only had six penalties. Like it wasn't, and South Carolina wasn't necessarily going to be running the ball like a lot, but you have to have some complimentary and I don't care who you are. Like even when you run the ball and you know, you're not the best at it, you still can usually get a little bit of yards and they, they outgained them, you know, and offensively Clemson got 319 yards, hundred passing 219 rushing. So that would mean 4.8 a clip compared to 2.4 for South Carolina. I mean, it, it, it forced South Carolina into a lot of uncomfortable positions, and in that third quarter, like they were losing yards, like it, what they were being forced. And Aiden Swanson was backing him up really well, and then they were getting pressure. And Rattler didn't didn't look comfortable all night, and they got a couple plays, but other than that one drive, they really just could not get stuff going. So, I think a lot to be encouraged about, and so wow. Wow, you would love like Clemson has gotten used to and would love to be playing this week in the AC championship. You know, you get to go on a four-game winning streak. You finish the regular season eight and four, which at the middle point of the season, I don't know if a lot of fans, you know, would have had Clemson win eight and four, and they're eight and four. And I'll give uh Walt Deptool on 1055 the roar. Like he predicted that you know Clemson would go eight and four based on the season, and he was right. And like I think from where this team started, like at Duke on the road. And as close as they got in a couple games and even the NC state game, I mean, to go four and four or four and O after that, it's, it, it's impressive, you know, and you finish the season on a high note, you get the win back over South Carolina and the games in Clemson next year. So that, you know, that helps. And so now you just wait on the bowl games and it'd be interesting to see. And you kind of have to wait because it really depends on what kind of happens with Florida state and Louisville, because if Florida state wins, 
they should be going to the playoff. I mean, I know there's a lot of talk, but an undefeated Power 5 team, I don't care. Like, if they're undefeated in the Power 5, they should be going to a 14 playoff. I mean, I just think it's as simple as that. Now, if they lose, it could, you know, maybe depend on where Clemson would play in a bowl game. But it's hard to say right now. But you have an opportunity to win a ninth game. And so maybe it's the new Pop-Tarts Bowl. Maybe it's the new maybe Music City or or something. It just kind of depends on how it all kind of plays out. But it starts with that game. Because if Florida State wins, I think not maybe not a whole lot changes with that. So, but just I think a good finish to the season it was a good showing especially defensively it was very impressive from those guys and all the adversity that they've been they've been fighting through so they finished the season eight and four and and you also force your rival to have to wait to see if there's enough six and six teams because they're five and seven and they're just kind of hoping the other teams lose they they even can be in a bowl so I think a good finish to the regular season for sure and so now we've got basketball um the men, uh, they had just played Boise and then they played Alcorn State in um, a game, which was a little bit closer at first than some people expected. I think that team's a little bit better than their record is. But Clemson goes in and wins uh, 90 to 69. Uh, PJ Hall actually had a career high. He had 29 points, which was good to see. I think it was good to see just how they were distributing the ball. I mean, you had what it looks like six guys. I'm doing my math right. Six guys with multiple assists, which I like to see. Shefflin had 10 rebounds. PJ Hall had nine, 29, nine, and four. So that was good to see. Uh, Gerard and Hunter um, going for three a little bit. So it's good because, I mean, it's good to get that one because now, um, if you're listening to this before the game, Clemson Tuesday night has a tough one. And they're this the inaugural instead of the Big Ten ACC challenge, it's the ACC SEC challenge. So Clemson needs to go on the road to Tuscaloosa to number 23 Alabama, which that's that's a fun one. So they get that matchup and it's tough. It's a tough place to play. They're gonna want to play really fast. Um, so it's good to see Clemson just in rhythm. I wouldn't be like Clemson's a nine and a half point underdog. So I wouldn't, I don't know if you can expect a win for sure, but I think it's definitely an opportunity to get a really, I mean, if Clemson pulls this out, it's a massive, it's a massive win for sure. And, but I think the thing is you don't want to play to Alabama speed. Alabama wants to play very fast. They always have good guards. They can play tough. They can play, you know, they just play with a lot of energy and you don't want to get sped up. I think that's the thing with Clemson has to be careful in this game is they can get, you don't want to fall too much in love with the three where it leads to long rebounds and then transition. You don't want to get into a running match with Alabama. You want to play tough defense, get a little, run your sets, find open shooters, look for PJ Hall in the middle. You know, those guys, RJ Godfrey, and then you have your shooters on the outside, you know, like you, you, you make the defense collapse, maybe cause some foul trouble, but you don't want to get into this running match back and forth. Cause then you can shoot threes and then you got a long three, like a miss can turn into a transition basket, you know, which can lead to foul trouble and different things. So it's a late tips. If you're watching the game, get your coffee, get ready for that. But that'll be tough. It's a tough game. So I wouldn't be shocked if Clemson lost at all. But I think it's a really good opportunity to build a resume win because on the road, I mean, that's a massive. I mean, I could see that being a quad one win for sure at the end of the year. But that one's tough. Um, So that's the one game they have this week. And then they start ACC play on Sunday. So we'll talk about that later in the week at Pitt, which is not the easiest place to play either. You know, so it's a fun ACC start. 
the women had the Van Chancellor Classic in Houston. They had three games. They had Mississippi State, Tulsa, and Arkansas Pine Bluff. So they end up going one and two in that. They lose a tough one to Mississippi State. He's at number 25, 25 in the country. They just came up just short. And then it's tough. They came and then they come right back with Tulsa and they just weren't as strong defensively. You know, maybe some legs were tired. And so they dropped that one. But they responded, I thought, well against Arkansas Pine Bluff, who has pushed other teams in that tournament. And so they get the one win. But I think it, it so it's, it's, of course, it's not the record you come away with. But I think what I liked, I liked the response, you know, on Sunday to get the win and get the win convincingly too, scoring over 90 points. But now you just want to build on that, you know, and that gives you the type of prep you have for ACC play and then, you know, into the stretches when you get into like January and February where you're playing, you know, tough competition every other night, you know, or a couple games in a week and it's quick turnaround, you know, and that's how the ACC tournament would be. And, you know, not quite as much for the NCAAs, but you know, you, you play tough competition. So it, it's a good, it's good warm up match. And, and so hopefully they can learn from that and, and go from there. Uh, they, they get a few days off, but they get to go to the other team from the state of Alabama. They got Auburn on Thursday night. So for their version of that, the ACC is sending them both on the road. So hopefully they can get a home games next year, but they get Auburn on the road, another late night tip. That one's nine. So on Tuesday night, the men play, I didn't say this earlier, but they played 9.30 on ESPN. So it's a late night tip for sure. But huge opportunities for both teams this week. Absolutely. So there you have it. There's a wrap-up for the regular season of Clemson football. And we got some basketball getting in the highlights of that. So, And uh, good luck to the the men and women's soccer team. The, the Congratulations to the women. They're going to their first ever college cup. Of course, they get to play uh, Florida State again. So that's fun. But and, and Florida State's a really good team, but they made their first ever college cup. I mean, that's the final four of of soccer, of college soccer, and back in carry. So it's just massive, I mean, massive year for them and really congrats to them. And then the men's team, they go on the road up north in New Hampshire. They get the win one nil, and then they get to be back home for the Elite Eight. So that's gonna be really fun because the number one seed was upset in that. So Soccer is doing really well. They've both got had good programs, and it's fun to see them. Uh, and, and, and tough years last year, you know, getting bounced in their first game. It's fun to see them both make runs in this, and we'll see if the men can join the women in the College Cup as well. So that's both this week. So thanks so much for listening, guys. There's a lot more sports coming up, and so hopefully we can come back and as we talk after some Clemson wins. So thanks so much for listening, and for now, I'm signing off. <laughs>